Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for the week. Hopefully everything is going well with everyone. Uh, I know with me this week, this past week has been a little bit rough on my end. Uh, just personally with uh, some kind of unfortunate news, anxiety, and just stress altogether. So, but I mean, a little bit of taking it day by day, trying to get out of it. I mean, there's not really that much I can do. Like I can't dwell too much on what's going on at this moment with, with all those predicaments just because, well, I need to be present for the kids and the wife and just to kind of keep things together. But you know what? I'm only human. And so once in a while, you're going to have to break down and kind of I'll feel a certain way. I mean, but other than that, the week seems to be going pretty good. Bunch of cloudy days. So, I mean, I'm happy. I haven't seen the sun like really good in a good few days. So, I mean, I can't complain, right? But for this week's episode, I haven't done this in a while. And for some reason, it just popped into my head. So this week's going to be a music episode. And I'm not going to do one particular artist. I'm going to go over a couple of my favorite female artists, favorite female singers. And me and my wife have been talking about like these new female singers. And we're a little bit, well, me too. We're a little bit more critical on their part. Yes, some of them, they do have the talent, they can sing. But for some reason, I just, I can't get into it. I don't, I, don't know, I just don't like it. Only because the music that I'm going to be playing today and each one of their voices, you can, you can feel and just hear the struggle that, that goes on within their voice. There's this, there's this motivation behind their voice. It's not like somebody said like, Hey, you could sing, you know, go up there and sing, you know, make money out of you. These women were actually singing out their souls. They're singing out their lives, using the pain that they want behind and channeling it into some really, really good music. Now, a couple of artists, well, damn, a couple of artists, they have passed, which is, wow, I'm just thinking about that right now, that kind of kind of sucks, but a couple of them have passed, one has, one is still, well, damn, all of them have passed. Well, I mean, I don't know what else to say, but for the artists I'm going to be showcasing, they have passed, unfortunately, but they still leave behind their artistry of music, their influence, their just rawness in their voice. And the first artist I'm going to be playing is not other than, than the Queen of Soul herself, Aretha Franklin. Now, she was, I don't even remember long, long, long last, a long time ago, infomercials and TV, they would sell you these CD collections, whether it's like 50s, 60s music, they had power ballads, classic rock, all that. I'm pretty sure the older people remember. My grandma had a good amount of them. This one collection she had was called Rhythm and Blues. Had a lot of artists like from the Motown era, a lot of Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, James Brown, a little bit of Sam Cooke in there. Just, just music that revolved around the times, but it was a different from when you would hear like, let's say, The Doors or a Sabbath, a Zeppelin. You know, it was straight from rock, and it was this music. And Aretha Franklin was almost on every one of those CDs. So this song I'm gonna be playing, it's from her 1968 album entitled Aretha Now. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard it. If not, this may be new to you, but it's one of my favorites from her. You got rhythm in there. You, you can hear it in her voice. And I mean, if you close your eyes and just listen, you could tell why they call her Queen of Soul. So this is Aretha Franklin's thing. 
artist okay she unfortunately passed away some years ago due to well everyone has their ailments sometimes people have their problems or issues it leads to addiction and unfortunately this artist just went down that road uh and tragically but it's one artist and when i say you know when people ask or i throw a name out there kind of get a look because again six one bald bearded guy pretty big you're looking at me you'll assume that either i like hip-hop or like my aunt makes to think that I like metal. So when I give them different music, it's a little bit shocking. And this is another artist that's shocking. I mean, her music just speaks for herself. This is from her album, Back in Black, released in 2006. And around that time, 2006, I think I was in, well, I don't think I, I was in high school. So music that I was listening to back then, a lot of emo, a lot of punk, uh, metal, of course. So throwing this in there was definitely a wrench. Like I said, once you're drawn to a certain type of music, a certain type of voice, I mean, you become a fan. This is Monkey Man by Amy Winehouse. Oh, yeah. 
So just thinking back about how I actually got into listening to her, it dawned on me. I was looking back at some of the other tracks on there, and I know a lot of people when they think Amy Winehouse think of either Back to Black or Rehab, which is fine. But when you get more deeper, and there's there's a whole range of influence behind her music. And when I got into her, it actually isn't through her. It was from another artist named the Ghostface Killer. He's from the Wu Tang Clan, and he released this album called uh, I think it was like More Fish sometime around that area and he basically got her song which from the same album the was it the back in black album a song called you know you're no good and he basically used the beat verbatim and he just rapped over it and hearing her hook on the song you know you look into things you look the little clip the little art that he had in the little booklet and you see her name and that's how i got into her looking her up listening to the rest of her songs but upon listening to her songs she had she had a familiar sound Familiar, but at the same time, not familiar. Meaning when you hear, you get this experience of some good 60s soul music. You get a little bit of experience of some, some ska music, just like in this song. And as songs and songs progress, you get a little bit of pop and here and there. So yes, it's new, but at the same time, it's one of those things that makes you think about other music that you might like, other music that you might have heard. And it makes you feel, well, it makes you a fan. I mean, what can I say? And this next artist is, I don't know, one of, if not, if I had to put him on the top of like on the list list, I'd probably have to say she's at the very top. Um, unfortunately, she died when she was in her mid-20s. I want to say 27, because, you know, there's that 27 club where a certain amount of rock stars have died at 27. I want to say she's on top, she's in that club, but off the top of my head, I can't really say for sure. But tragically, her life ended short via, I mean, another addiction via the booze but once you look into her like past her upbringing and some of the events that occurred in her life when you hear her sing you could feel every one of her her sorrows coming out of the microphone coming out of her voice and once you learn her story once you look back at her a little bit you start to feel the music a little bit more it really brings you a little bit more closer and so for this artist it's going to be Janice Jop. No, I know if you listen to Peace of My Heart, it's with her and her band. Well, her and the band, which is uh, Janice Joplin and the Big Brother Holding Company. And then later on, she released her album Pearl in 71, which is fantastic. If you ever want to hear really good singing, check it out. From the 71 album Pearl, this is Janice Joplin's Me and Bobby McGee. Busted flat. Ben Rouge 
waiting for a train And I was feeling near as faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down Just before it rained And rode us all the way into New Orleans I pruned my harpoon And in my dirty red bandana I was playing soft while Bobby sang the
she's always just something to listen to. No matter what it is, it's always a treat. And these artists, I mean, Janice, I wouldn't mind naming a daughter after Janice, but after watching The Sopranos and Tony's sister Janice, that's sadly, sadly gone away. <laughs> and for this last artist, which I'm going to be closing the episode out with, is one of those ones where Janice is the top one in my list. But once you start bringing her into it, it's a little bit hard. It makes me guess a couple of things. But this lady throughout her career, she sang everything from rock and roll to soul, rhythm and blues, pop, rock. And yes, rock and roll is different from rock. So she was everything. And you may have heard her. Her name is Tina Turner. Of course you have heard her. And if you have not, uh, check her out on Spotify or Apple, whatever you use. I know there's some people that diehard Apple people, but definitely check her out. Uh, she has a whole catalog. Maybe if you want to look into the movie first, which is a little bit rough to see. Um, it's called What's Love Got to Do With It? And it's basically about her relationship with Ike Turner, who was one of the main creditors for starting rock and roll in like 52, 53, around there. It's basically about their life, her upcoming, and her marriage to him and what what they've been through. And it's it's pretty rough to see. So brace yourself if if domestic violence isn't your thing to watch or rape. It's... If you could skip those parts, if you know that's you, it's a compelling story. It's very good, and it just makes you appreciate the lady behind the name. So from this song, it's going to be off of her 1993 album, What's Love Got to Do With It? Now, on this album, I noticed that it's a lot of her songs with Ike and Tina. And believe it or not, when you look things up, there's Tina Turner, her own artist catalog, and then there's Ike and Tina. So a lot of the Ike and Tina stuff is on here. It seems to be either remastered or re-recorded. Either way... Some of those old, older songs I love on this album because, well, they're just redone and you can hear every single instrument. Because, you know, when you listen to a really good song, let's say, like, if you like punk, a couple of the Misfit songs, a couple of the Bad Flag songs, they're good songs, but the recording on them are just so shit. So that's why you kind of wish for a re-recording with, you know, a better recording sound. This was just it. She's done covers. She's one of the only few artists who I actually like to do covers of the Beatles. Because I hate when somebody records, somebody does a cover or something that's really like campy and like, I don't know, just so like corny. Like let's say a Beatles cover for like a Target commercial versus what Tina did and how I'd rather take Tina's version. Somebody who could cover a song but make it their own. One of the most favorite covers from them is Proud Mary. And that's a CCR uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Sorry, it's speaking but they got this song and they made it their own to the point where you didn't even know, unless you're a fan, it's a CCR song. So this song, I'm not going to do Proud Mary. That's another song that I love. Uh, like Again, this recording is, it matches what the song is. This song is going to be called A Fool in Love by Tina Turner. So thanks again for listening for another week. Hopefully I get around to doing more of these music ones. Um, seems that somebody likes them. One person, maybe. Me. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, with just everything going on, recording everything, editing stuff, maybe I'll do another music one soon. Thanks again for listening for another week, and until next time. Oh, there's something on my mind. Won't somebody please, please tell me what's wrong?
sent you a good man. Tell me.